Welcome to the podcast where I, Devin Pierce, bring you the tools of my toolbox. So whether you're a parent, going to be one, or just adulting, it is my goal to help make you better equipped for life's great adventure. Welcome to Dad's class. We are not live on Mixer today. We're actually recording on April 25th, and this is going to be coming out to you guys for May 1st. This is take two, also, because I didn't press record. So how are you folks doing? Um, I know everybody's still trying to get adjusted and figuring themselves out a little bit, but I hope that everyone is doing well. Uh, This past week has been a bit of this weird time warp or a strange version of reality for me where there's not enough hours in the day to get things done, but yet the days seem to last forever in the moment. It's been really strange, but it is what it is. Uh, Last class, which just came out a little bit earlier, was focused on spending time with our children as part of the Raising Responsible Children series. Um, I literally just finished getting that uploaded to YouTube, and then uh, I was scheduled to talk to our lovely guests here and that's where we're at here Ashley and Rayanne how are you folks feeling today and what have you been up to this past week and just roll right on into introducing yourselves Um, well we've just been kind of enjoying the sun and doing projects around the house trying to keep our social distancing Um, I'm Rayanne or Ray I'm a financial advisor I'm actually of a wash frame manager. We both like bowling. I like puzzles, bingo, and skating. Ashley likes fishing. We've been together since 2006, married for four and a half years. Uh, we have one little girl who is just above two, and we're expecting a new little man soon. Uh, so for more observant listeners, obviously you guys are both female. You guys are a lesbian couple. And today we're going to be talking about how the two of you got to become moms with your little girl and your soon-to-be son and that was through this process um iui which uh intrauterine insemination which involves a sperm donor why don't you guys go ahead and tell me how that works um so you essentially purchase sperm through a sperm bank and then it's just like a turkey basting process (laughs) for a non-tech (laughs) non-medical It gets better every time I hear you use it that way. Like, describe it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it, it, it sounds like something my father would have said, and I kind of love it for that because it is just laying it out there. It's just so simple. But I know from having talked to you guys in the past that it is more than just a simple two-step process. You know, it's more than just take my money and call me a turkey. <laughs> How did you guys learn about what you would have to do and when did this move from being an idea to your goal? <laughs> well, um, kind of through the doctors and service providers. So you have your initial appointment with your doctor and they refer you on to the clinic that would be doing the processes. 
Um, so you have your first appointment. It's kind of like an assessment appointment where they figure out what the different processes are, if IUI is the best solution for you, why you're there for them, why you're there for that service, and then they go through different testing and what the next step is for you. Um, so we started with the idea which led to starting the process and having that first referral happen. Um, it's a timely process and I've always wanted kids but wanted to wait till the right time when Ashley was ready. <laughs> awesome. When we were setting things up for the show, uh, you guys told me your reasons for choosing IUI over adoption was you were looking for the experience of pregnancy, you know, having a child that was uh, biologically related to one of you and you felt that uh, adoption was a longer process that well, it wouldn't have given you th those first two points, but what made it the right time for you guys as a couple and for Ashley before you started into the process? Um, well, we just, we had bought a home, we were just married and it just seemed like it was the next step. We were also emotionally ready and relationship ready per se, I guess. You see, I myself, have never prepared for a child and both times that I tried the stars aligned and apparently had completely different plans so I think it's pretty cool that you guys were not only able to work that into your life and that you find that feeling of readiness before you got started like that's pretty cool I applaud you for that something else that came up when we were talking about all this you guys had mentioned that the government doesn't regulate this um, IUI process and the costs are kind of, at least here in Alberta, through the private clinic and it's all on them. So what did that kind of look like for you guys? Um, so when we did this the first time with our daughter, at the time you could go through a private clinic or you could go through the Royal Alex in Edmonton. Um, so at that time it was a hundred dollar processing fee every time we transferred units. So that would be units of sperm, um, to use to the clinic. And then it was $325 for the procedure itself. Um, each time we purchased units of sperm, it was a separate cost ranging from anywhere from 600 to $1,200 a unit. And each unit would be one procedure, I guess you want to call it. Um, now that the Royal Alex is no longer doing it, the private clinic can charge whatever they want they keep raising the fees in the about a year just over a year that we've been doing it at the private clinic they've re raised the fees twice now um unit still costs about the same but the procedure is now about six hundred dollars a try documentation is still about a hundred dollars a pop but you need to pay storage fees which is um just over six hundred dollars a year now also and even if you're only transferring one unit to use and then you like if you transfer one unit and you use it immediately you still have to pay for a full year storage fee even though they're not going to be storing it for more than probably a week um so it just seems like a money grab uh, to them and the services service can sometimes not be overly the best either from experience wow i the uh, storage fee, even if you use it right away, that's uh, a little harsh, for sure. Yeah, I was pretty choked about that. So, like I said, it sounds pretty pricey, but uh, 
all in travel and everything else because you couldn't do this here at home it's two hours to edmonton where you guys were doing all this stuff right yeah so start to finish how much did it cost you guys well it's hard to have fees all in because of the amount of travel for doctor's appointments and things like that but for procedures and different things like procedures itself and purchasing the units um, we refer to our daughter as our five grand baby and this new one is going to be about our eight thousand dollar baby <laughs> i for your sake i hope you guys aren't trying to catch up to me with all of my children running around because you guys are gonna <laughs> have to make the joke about your family being the million dollar men and women <laughs> so looking back at it all which i think it's hilarious that you guys can refer to your children as dollar values by the way um how does that cost sit with you though like for those experiences that you wanted those things that you wanted to achieve through this process does it make it worth it um it'll always be worth it but the cost is a hard pill to swallow certainly um on certain things especially now that it's only through a private clinic so there's no cap um it's been a long and stressful process both times but still worth it it was harder this last time on the two of us because we ended up having a miscarriage at one point um, and because since it was Ashley and her line of work, it was harder to hide once the procedure did work as well. Um, so that was extra difficult too. I didn't get a chance to see Ashley wearing coveralls and being pregnant at work, but uh, I can picture that in my mind. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I know that uh, Andy had mentioned it before, but again, the both of us were so proud of Ashley for deciding that she was gonna try her hand at this. Um, but Ash, share with the listeners, what led you to make that decision for yourself? Uh, when Ray and I started, went for the testing to start the process, we both got tested and the numbers came back better than Ray's. So I decided to do it. Plus, I saw how hard it was on Ray. And I didn't want her to have to go through that again, because it was rough. Yeah. So what num what numbers do you guys like remember what those things were those numbers that they were looking at what did that all mean for the testing and stuff Um so they test kind of like uh, your ovulation your ovulation and how good your eggs are per se how many you have like lots of different tests that way um so when we tested the second time Ashley's numbers came back better than what mine did so that was kind of one of the deciding factors she had said there. Interesting. I'm I'm just picturing this like somebody sat down and did math to figure out how this all works. But can you imagine being the first person trying to figure out what that math looked like? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Again, Ashley, I I think it's awesome. Like um, for those who don't know us, Ashley and I have been friends. Well, pretty much since the dinosaurs were around at this point. And it's just been really cool to watch. Cause I, I know if we were to talk to a uh, 16, 17 year old Ashley, she would have told us we were crazy if we told her she would be pregnant one day. Mm-hmm, pretty much. <laughs> so with that, and you guys both having experiences for yourselves, for someone who maybe is just starting to look into this, what does the 
day-to-day -day look like for this whole process? Um, so I guess after the doctor's appointments and figuring out that IUI is what you're going to be going through with, you've gone through all your testing to confirm that there's nothing that would prevent you from conceiving through IUI, meaning like your eggs are good, you ovulate fine, and your, your fallopian tubes are not blocked anywhere. Um, then from there you purchase your units, have them transferred so that they're ready for cycle day. Um, you have to track your cycle and then figure out when approximately you would ovulate. Then you, once your cycle starts, you have to pee on ovulation sticks. And once they tell you that you're ovulating, then you would essentially just go in for the procedure. Um, then from there you have to look, uh, sorry, book follow-up blood work that would be two weeks later to confirm um, if the procedure worked and you are successfully pregnant or not and go from there. So, like I said, it's definitely more than just two steps involved. It sounds like it could be quite a while from start to finish depending on where your body's at, right? Yeah, it, it could be quite a while because sometimes you miss your cycle date, your best ovulation date, because it's it's a foreign thing. You're not used to tracking your cycle. You're not used to, you know, peeing on the sticks at the proper time of the day to make sure that it's not a, a faulty positive ovulation day. Um, and so then you have to work it in with your if your your life schedule too, right? I mean, if there's a day that no, I physically cannot go to Edmonton for the procedure tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Well, then I guess you missed this month or, you know, now you got to figure out childcare for your other child or whatever it may be, a story so that you can be off work the next day when you were perfectly fine that day when you left that day, right? So from your guys' uh, two experiences, what are some other points of advice you might pass along to someone who is just starting this? Um, have a good support system and learn to ask questions and get specific information when you start and follow up when you're not sure. If you don't understand terminology, you don't understand what you're supposed to be doing or you're just someone that needs to know the ins and outs to be able to understand it better, ask those questions. Make sure that you are persistent with your doctor if they're not taking the time with you, for sure, that's a big one. Um, certain things to need to follow a specific schedule, like testing that needs to be done, the procedure itself, you need to track your cycle like I've talked about, um, and do your ovulation tests a certain way, certain time of the day, lots of things to um, be cautious of. Um, and then the procedure once you are peak ovulating per se. Awesome. I think, first of all, this went way faster than I thought it was going to. Um, <laughs> But I think you guys did a great job. Uh, and I want to just thank you guys for coming and talking to me about the subject. And I really appreciate that. But right this second, before I go into the question of the week, um, I'm going to remind you and our listeners that we are doing our Extra Life fundraising for the second year in a row. And we would love for anybody who is listening to reach out, help us reach our goal for the Edmonton Celery Children's Hospital. Links are in the description as always. And again, thank you guys so very much for uh, coming on the show this week. Thanks for having us. Question of the week. All right. This week, guys, I would love to hear what you guys think about the fact that this IUI process isn't regulated 
financially as to its cost by our government. And with every episode, I look forward to hearing your guys' feedback. So please rate the show on your favorite podcast app, leave a review there, or on YouTube down below the bridge where all the trolls live in the comment section. Of course, you can always follow the show on Twitter at Dad's Class, at Facebook.com slash Dad's Class. You can also email me personally, crownesso at gmail.com, C-R-O-W-N-E-S-S-0. I missed the second S last week's show. And you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch with at crownesso. If you found this class informative, please share it with your friends and see what they have to say about it. And maybe we can help somebody get a little bit further steps towards achieving some goals of theirs. Question of the week. Guys, I'm going to bring up a few different things that are coming up for Dad's class. I would like to have a game night. We are going to have a Jackbox party. We're going to host it here on the Mixer channel. Uh, how this works, I'll be streaming it to the Mixer page just like I do uh, with the show when I do the live recordings. Jackbox, just like the name Jack, box.tv lets you connect to the games using your mobile browser on your phone and a room code for up to eight players. Uh, there are several different options for games. There's no game date set yet. So please keep in touch with the show on our Facebook page and our Twitter accounts for more information. As soon as I pick a date for that, I will be spamming them there. Thanks for listening.